Pastor Stephen and I are going to be preaching on virtually the same text this week and next week, and we're calling it Bible Tracks for Today. And I didn't receive my first Bible tract until I came to Texas for college, so I'm curious if y'all had ever received one, or maybe you're like me, that at some point in your life you've given them out to people. Um, it kind of looks like this. If you're not familiar, this is like what the outside of it would look like. Um, and it has usually some type of really inviting question on the front. Where will you spend eternity? And then because all of us read that and think, oh no, I want to be sure, you flip the page and, and you, you go on to read what's inside. And, and what's inside has a, a variety of things. You know, admitting that we are sinners. There's usually some type of graphic that you can see how Jesus is our bridge. And then notice at the end, where will you spend eternity? Please visit JesusSaves.com. And so there is a clear, this is, there's nothing wrong with, with this approach. In fact, this pretty much sums up my theology um, all the way through, through college. It, it was this idea that if I followed these certain steps, then my eternity was secured and that was sufficient enough. I was told Romans Road, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall, fallen short of God's glory. And then Romans 5.8, but God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then Romans 10.22, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. And I was saved. But God had very little room in my present. And I was so focused on the things that I thought brought life and peace and joy, which was success, which is surrounding myself with lots of people, making sure that I had good health. And, and so while God had my eternity, I really kind of kept God in the corner in terms of my everyday life. And so all of those things that I thought were going to be bringing me life and peace years after years after years, all they did was continue to leave me feeling really captive by this thing called sin. Being in a relationship with Jesus is so much more than just boiled down to three beautiful passages of scripture. Being in a relationship with Jesus is a pure gift. And it is meant, yes, it is a gift of salvation for all eternity, but it is meant to be a gift for today. Something to give you life and peace and hope and joy in your everyday. And it is a gift that defines who we are and whose we are. So today, we're going to look at who we are in Christ. And next week, Stephen will look at whose we are. As we prepare to hear God's word, will you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, your word was in the beginning. Your word took flesh and came to earth in the form of Jesus. And your word continues to be revealed through this amazing gift of the Holy Spirit and of being in relationship with you. And so God, may your spirit that dwells within each of us, may it Give to us a word this day that gives us life and peace. In Christ's name, amen. This is from Romans chapter 8, 
We're going to be reading the first half of this long chapter. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and to deal with sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the Spirit. Since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, then the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. So then, brothers and sisters, we are obligated not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We have a tendency as humans to focus on the negative. And this is all too true in our relationships. And so when we are wronged, we hold that against people for a long time. And some in our world, maybe those even listening now, have done this for the church for the mistakes it has made. And, and even more so, some of us have done this for our own selves, holding a mistake that we made in the past over our own head like a gray cloud. And we have let these mistakes, these errors, these sins define us. Mistakes, wrongs, and sins, they are human. They are, in fact, more of the reason why we needed a savior. So as disciples of Jesus, how do we view these mistakes and these wrongs and these sins? Are we just supposed to toss up our hands and say, well, you know, that's the, that's the one thing I struggle with, you know, name, fill in the blank. Or, oh, at least I am not as bad as... <laughs> Paul wrestles in Romans throughout all of the chapters with this tension, with what are we supposed to do with the fact that we are new creations in Christ and yet we are still such a mess. For Paul, it is this simplified dualism 
Listen to how he writes about it in chapter seven, right before the passage. He says, I delight in the law of God in my inmost self, but I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. On the one hand, we have the flesh. This is the part of our our very being that makes mistakes, that that seeks for self-interest, that hurts others, that hurts other people, that hurts ourselves, that hurts the world. And then on the other is the spirit, the aspect of God that has the power to enter into each and every person's very being and transform them, to do good. This has led some people in this this simplified version, it has led some people through the years to say things like, the devil made me do it. Or, hate the sin, love the sinner. And and I, I struggle with that because this way of thinking seems to give people a pass, as if they did not have agency in committing a wrongdoing. The tension between spirit and flesh is not simplified. I don't think that's what Paul was meaning to do. In fact, he was just getting into the messiness of it. So how do we faithfully address this tension between spirit and flesh today? And I think this has everything to do with how we define ourselves in Christ. And for Paul, the identity as a Christian, it begins and ends with God in Christ, God in spirit, not with ourselves. So we have to actually remove our own selves from the conversation. And so he begins by setting the playing field at even. And he said, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus a word we all need to receive for ourselves. There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. But that same word holds true for others. Well, but what about, the, what about those people that are really, 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 really bad? Nope. None for them. None for them either. Zero. It is essential that we get that the starting place for who we are in Jesus is grace and forgiveness and open arms and love, not punishment and judgment. Once the foundation of grace is laid, hear again what Paul says. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. No amount of biblical laws are going to give us peace. No amount of governmental laws are going to give us peace. No amount of right living, right speech, right words is going to do it. We have been set free from all of that. Christ set us free from any faith that is works-based. Any faith that says, do good and God will love you more. Or just do good and God will love you. That's gone. Out the door. You have been set free from that. We are sinners. Until the day we die, we are going to make mistakes, but because of Christ, we have been set free from letting sin be our Lord. Christ is our Lord. Everyone else, I don't know why we, why do I expect them 
to be different. They're sinners too. And they will be till the day they die. But all people have the opportunity to live freely and abundantly in Christ. How is this even possible? Look back. You are not in the flesh, Paul says. You are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit since the spirit of God dwells in you. The Greek word that's used there for dwell means it makes its home in. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God has made its home in each of us. Who are we? Sinners. Yes, condemned, absolutely not. But not because of us, but because the Spirit of God is here within. We belong body and soul to Jesus Christ. I do not own me. You do not own you. We are Christ's. And there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. But we still mess up so much. But we are no longer bound to live for ourselves. Not only that, Paul says, we are obligated, brothers and sisters, to live into the spirit that dwells within us. We have been given the freedom to be who God says we are. We have been given the freedom to be the people that God died for. We have been given the freedom to, to accept that God loves us, that God dwells within us. We have been given the Holy Spirit, something more powerful than anything of this world could even try, that resides within us, that can direct our thoughts, our words, our hopes, our dreams, our visions, and, and can give us and remind us who we are and living by the Spirit, friends, that is where abundant life is. And I so wish I could go back and tell my college self that. I wish I could go back and tell her, you are not defined by the good things that you do or how righteous you live. You will fall short. You do fall short. Even then, God is still for you. Friends, we are sinners and God is for us. The spirit of God, it dwells within you and has given you this power to be set free from the desires, from the constant badgering. Friends, we have been given this new opportunity to live in peace and abundance. May it be so in my life and in yours.